Hello, welcome to Catherine Lerma's Guide to Land. So this week I'm going to be talking about um, Pippa's trip to Betsy Coed. Um, so we went off to Betsy Coed um, this particular day because my dad had mentioned that there was a good selection of walking boot shops there and I needed another pair. Having been painting on my um, canal boat in the cheap pair that I'd bought in January that had already seen better days after my father had taken one look at them and said, they're not going to last very long. And I was like, no, they'll be fine. Yeah, well, he was right. Um, and he said that I needed a more expensive pair. I do walk in them every day. So as it was a nice sunny day, I thought I'd load Pippa into the car and take her out for a trip out in the afternoon. And I had got another location in mind, but I realised that I'd need a full day for that one. Um, but the good news is, though, that travel lodges now allow dogs to uh, see to stay in them so it might be a drive up somewhere the night before and stay overnight uh, in a crate or a cabin so that means there's a lot more places that they can visit but anyway doggy seat belt on and off Pippa and I headed for Betsy Coed it took just over an hour to get there and it was Friday lunchtime the traffic wasn't too bad and um, by Friday tea time it would be tailed all the way back with people keen to get to North Wales ahead of the bank holiday weekend and there'd be a lot of people in caravans as well who go up there for the weekends because it's a really popular place. And I haven't been to Betsy Coat for a while. It is still the same, but also very different. I found the usual car park and went for the long stay option. And they now have a contactless card machine. So I was happy to pay £3 for four hours parking. That seemed perfectly reasonable to me. And it meant that I actually spent longer there and bought more things than I'd intended to. I took Pippa for a quick wander around and a toilet break before putting her back in the car where I did my own toilet break, having to get some change as it's 50p to use the toilet. Note to self, to add some coins in the car with us in future. I headed into a bookshop and bought a book that looks quite good on a, it was on a, about a woman who gave up her job and went to live on a farm. And I thought it might be some good research for a novel to read as I've started to write something similar about my time at Little Farm. Book bought, I headed to the loo and handed my the male attendant my 50p. I then walked back to the car around an array of shops and eateries and noticed that some of them had dogs welcome signs at them and bowls of water outside. Great. I'd brought Pippa some water and a dog biscuit with me but it was good to know that there were balls around. And I decided that I might have a go at taking him into a shop. Um, and this is a big walking location and every other person I saw had a dog who was looking at Pippa with a I want one expression. In fact, one guy was very keen to take her off me into the sunset, especially when she managed to pull his trousers down, <laughs> to which she advised me that he'd spend his whole life looking for a female like her. <laughs> More on that later though. But I was reminded of the time my old farrier took his new puppy somewhere and she managed to pull down some woman's top exposing her bra and he was mortified by it. We headed to the shop, Mountain Warehouse, where there was a sign in the window that said, 
We welcome dogs here. So Pippa first had to say hello to three guys who were walking past the shop, one of whom appeared to have fallen instantly in love with her. We then headed into the shop. Pippa was a bit unsure as it was her first time going into a shop and a couple of customers laughed at her as she tried to get the mannequin to stroke it. And then she barked at the dog who was um, sitting next to the mannequin and it was a mannequin dog. I did smile and introduce her to the mannequin dog. And then we walked around the shop in a fairly calm fashion. I think I'll just have to keep her on a short lead as she disliked being everyone's friend. Um, there's just the occasional man that she doesn't really like the look of. We then headed out of the shop and I was really pleased with how it went and we continued our stroll round. Pippa was a bit scared when someone knocked over a few suitcases and they made a bit of a noise but quickly recovered. We headed over to the ice cream shop where there was a sign up that advised they sold doggy ice cream. We then carried on looking at the shops and I noticed that you could take your dog into the bookshop that I'd been in. I think I remembered seeing somewhere that dogs are now allowed in water stains as well. And then we came to the pizzeria, Pete's Pizzeria, that's probably how you pronounce it. And there was a large hamper of dog jumpers to keep your dog warm while you sat and ate your pizza, which I thought was a great idea. I continued on with my stroll crossing over the road, using the pedestrian lights. Pippa was used to the bleeping now after being in London for the day. And we headed to Go Outdoors, where yeah, there was yet another dog-friendly bowl and welcome sign. And there are a few shops that had lots of displays. And she's quite clumsy and still only a baby. So I thought I'd be concerned that she might knock a few things over at the moment. But the next year, I'd probably risk taking into more of those shops. I walked past the Glan Aber pub and noticed the dog-friendly sign on the wall. Then we came to an independent walking boot store with dogs welcome sign and we headed up the steps and in and they sold folding dog bowls and I bought one red one and I'd seen these and thought they were a really good idea. If we head off on long walks I can take her tea with me in a rucksack and this is a new lightweight one that I can take with me. We had a quick look around the shop before paying and one of the guys in the shop made a massive fuss of her and fed her a couple of biscuits. I said thanks. It was her first time sort of as in that shop and it was on shopping experience. So it would really help because it would give her a positive experience. And on the way back, I nearly lost an arm when I walked past the shop door and Pippa wanted to go in for another biscuit. Pippa and I continued onto a really nice walk by the river. There are lots of walks that you can do around Betsy Cove. And there's a nice waterfall walk up the road. But I just actually wanted to explore the place today. And there's a wooden walkway that we went on. And it took us to some really lovely paths down to the river, where after a bit of persuasion, she actually went in ankle deep. I think she's the only Labrador I've owned who doesn't really seem to be that interested in going in water. And after our little stroll around, we headed back. And if you wanted to go for a longer walk, then you need to dig out your ordnance survey map and plan it a bit more in advance. And we met the trouser guy sort of coming out of the woods. That just sounds wrong, but it wasn't. And he had spent a week kayaking and was here in his van. He was really nice from Sussex, I think it was. And he previously owned rescue dogs. And he was really impressed with Pippa, who stood calmly not jumping up at him, despite getting very excited by all the attention from him. She, he observed that I must have done a lot of work on her with that. And I said, thanks, yes, I have. 
She was also ignoring the two chocolate spaniels that were running around, not wanting to play with them, which for a 10-month-old Labrador is very good. But she's my dog and she's just happy being with me, going to places with me. And as I write this, and as actually, as I record this, she's asleep, quite happily at my feet. He mentioned a book that he'd just been reading called On Talking Terms with Dogs by a Norwegian dog trainer, Kurid Riga. He told me it was about when a dog circles back to you. It's a bit like a sheep dog dog. And it is an, it is an giving another dog a calming signal. But then some owners get cross because the dog hasn't come back to you in a direct line to you. And I said it's a bit like horses. You kind of read their body language. And so he said you work with them rather than trying to beat them into submission, which unfortunately some people do. And I said, yes, that was exactly right. I told him about my fell pony and that he'd already come a long way on in the six weeks that I had had him back. And I was just doing a bit with him on a daily basis. And it just takes time to build up trust with him again. And a farmer who used to work for an estate and ride Highland ponies that I knew in Scotland said that you just need to gain their trust and then they'll do anything for you, which is how Merlin used to be when I previously owned him. And it was a really interesting conversation between two kindred spirits. And it's such conversations that are really important. And I found that he was single. My neighbour keeps asking me if I get the telephone numbers of any of the guys that I have conversations with that Pippa seems to find for me. <laughs> and no, I don't usually, but I'm not really that bothered. And actually, I think I could get to know a guy as a friend first um, and just see if anything happens because, you know, I just think I'd be more comfortable with that. But at that, it was at that point that Pippa decided to pull the guy's trousers down with her head. I'm not really sure how she did it. And no, I didn't have time to check out the package. <laughs> and then we headed back along the road, and this time headed in the direction of the park, um, and saw the ultimate dog shop, which had a large selection of harnesses and treats. And I didn't get anything though, as I've just ordered her a personalised dog harness, and she has lots of treats and reindeer horns that she's stolen from her brother across the road. We then cut through the park and I'd left the ball in the car or I would have played ball with her. There is a sign up advising you that dogs are not allowed on the football pitch for obvious reasons, but there's space around it. We then headed back to the car and I gave Pippa her biscuit, opened her window before popping back into one of the shops to get myself a proper pair of walking boots. I'd sought out some recommended mates from Ben Turner, the adventure coach, and went with a pair of stalkers in size seven. I'm a six and a half, but they were a snug fit, and I'll be adding a thicker pair of socks as well. So shopping done, I headed back to the car and Pippa and set off on our way home, having had yet another really nice day in the sunshine. And I hope you've enjoyed that little podcast about um, uh, me and Pippa going to Abbotsford. So I did a little thing like explore on Instagram on her Instagram account um on her Instagram account even and it was a piptastic score from and it was a five star piptastic score because it's got a dog friendly pub 
a dog-friendly pizza place and a chip shop and several dog-friendly shops and doggy treat stores and you could buy doggy ice cream and there were loads of water bowls outside all the shops and she got a biscuit in one of the shops. There were lots of other dogs there. There was somewhere for her to run about and play ball um, and there she got lots of attention and then she was able to rinse her cheesy feet in the river so she gets out of having a bath for another week so yeah Piptastic store of five stars for Betsy Coed so um yeah if you fancy checking out Betsy Coed with your dog or even without your dog um it's, it's a really lovely place to just actually just be um yes yeah, so have a dinner and, and head off there and um, thanks very much for listening to this week's podcast and I'll catch you next week <laughs>